0: Paul, we've just finished the Power Up show and we had the gorgeous Gillian on the line again talking to us about inbound connections and how best to connect with them. Um, we also had a little bit of an insight how Gillian and I met you and it did involve a lot of duct tape and being shoved in the back of a car, if, if I recall correctly. <laughs>
1: I've forgotten that bit, so we erased my memory already, Mia. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, always good to uh, hear what Gillian's got to say and we're sharing some great knowledge on, on LinkedIn, so it's always fabulous yeah, to hear. and her. then
0: our next guest uh, set the text line abuzz and ablaze. He, uh, he did, he did. A lot,
1: we've, a lot we've actually not seen it before.
0: Yeah, correct. Well, it was the first time we introduced it, so... But it was quite... It went, quite, it, went absolute, <laughs> it went berserk. It yeah. appears that there's a lot of people out there who uh, fell into, I suppose, the same little boat as... Uh, who's our master chef, um, intentionally mm. or unintentionally, yes, yes, about yes. how we pay our employees.
1: Yeah, and that was really it in terms of... Uh, you know, there's a lot of issues out there that high-profile uh, um, stories around um, people that haven't paid their employees correctly in relation to the awards they should be paid under. And uh, Sean was talking about uh, some of the risks, trips, uh, risks and traps that are around there, and the also but, uh, the, the wraps, <laughs> and also some um, some free tools that are out there for um, for small businesses to mm-hmm. uh, to use to try and help them through that. Um, and why it's important, and why it's important not just a monetary perspective, but why it's important in terms of the the, the big thing. I we're seeing like nice as well as as Sean said was around actually the reputational damage that can come out as well. So um, some uh, look Sean as you as you say he sets the text line alight, didn't he? So That's um, right. he so um, off to the podcast. Oh, I think absolutely. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 2 aa 298 insightintelligence.com.au.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Power Up Show. you with Mia and Paul on this what can we say the day is? This rather miserable day, but you're in good company. Uh, Paul, what's on the show for this evening?
1: Good hey. evening, Mia. Good evening, everybody. Yes, it is. Oh, wait, is it, isn't it a beautiful day? I thought every day was a beautiful day in Sydney.
0: It's a beautiful day in Sydney, except when it rains. Except when it pours <laughs> <and> in. <it laughs> <very> nice <laughs> and it gets windy.
1: Anyway, good evening, everybody. We're going a pack show tonight, as always. First of all, we'll be talking to uh, our LinkedIn ninja, our resident LinkedIn ninja, Gillian Bullock, and she'll be sharing with us some uh, some latest tips as uh, she has great insight that comes to what seems to be Every week she has something new to share with us. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, we'll be talking um, after that to uh, Sean Melbourne from Source Legal. And uh, Sean, uh, it's basically the first of a two part series. And um, we'll be talking to Sean about uh, some of the risks associated with underpayments. There's been some high profile cases recently on that. So uh, to make sure that as uh, around uh, underpaying employees. And um, before the end of the show, we'll have Rajin from The Bollywood Show. And that'll be all we have time for, for this evening.
0: Awesome. So when we come back, we will be with Gillian. We well,
1: will indeed. Yours is a power up show with Mir and Paul on Alive ninety point five.
0: Your
2: sound, your community. Alive ninety
3: point five.
0: And you're back with the Power Up Show. It's ten past six on Thursday, the twenty ninth of August, and as always, we have the absolutely amazing. Gillian Bullock, the Nick, LinkedIn ninja on the call. Hello, Gillian. Hello, how are you guys? I'm oh, marvellous. How are you? Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Good. Listen, I'm going to mute Paul Arc and we just don't bother having a conversation with him today. <laughs> 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 yes, you can talk. I've turned your microphone on.
1: No, my lips are moving. I just thought I'd just taking Mickey out of me there for a second. How are you, Jean? I'm
0: good. I'm good. Very I'm good. Been very, mad, too.
1: I haven't seen much activity for you this week, although I've been, I've been hiding under a rock somewhere.
3: You haven't been on LinkedIn then, mate? Oh, uh, <laughs>
0: no. Ooh, and have, that's one way have, you get yourself into trouble, Paul, attacking the LinkedIn oh, I do ginger. that all the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. Are you sure you want your microphone on? Yeah,
1: just turn me off again, please. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we'll just ignore him from this phone call. Gillian, uh, last week we started talking a little bit about, uh, about how to connect with people and what kind of messages we need to be spend, uh, sending them. So today you wanted to follow up with Inbound Connections and have a conversation around that.
3: Yeah, so just basically to flip it around because if you're putting out great content, you should seeing lots of inbound connections.
0: So when you're referring yes, yes. to inbound connections, that's because <laughs> my content is, content is great and people want to know me and find out more mm. about me and they're sending yep. me an invite.
3: Yes, unless they're the duct tape weirdos that they just want to you know, connect with everybody.
0: Yeah, that's... So that they can and
1: and sell something. It.
0: And Do just quietly, thing. isn't yes. that how we got stuck with Paul? <laughs> let's <laughs> we'll not go down that road. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah we, we, won't, guys, we won't we're pull off that band today.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's you yeah. putting in really good content and then people are coming up back to you to connect with you based on what they've seen. Or it's just that they've responded to your content in some way with a little like or a comment or something?
3: Yep, there's a number of ways. So that it can be um, through great content. It can be because they were recommended to get in touch with you, so they've gone directly by search from a name. It might be because you came up in a Google search. It might be um, people you may know, which is, you know, after you've connected with somebody in the My Network space, um, there's a whole bunch of other suggestions that come up. There's a number of ways that it can come towards you. Um, If you're putting out good content, though, you'll see a, a very big spike. So yes. you know, within like maybe two or three hours, all of a sudden, you've got more LinkedIn connection requests than you've had all month. Then, you know, okay, I hit a, I hit a nerve with that piece of content. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of an indication that you're on the right path with your content.
0: And how, I mean, I, I know that I get that, that, that people will like, what am I supposed to do after that? If, if so, for example, I put on something going, um, hey, listen to the Power Up show with Mira and Paul. We've got some great guests on today uh, talking about X, Y and Z and then someone comments going, geez, I'm really excited about that topic. But they're, they're not a connection with uh, with myself.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's not the ones I'm sort of referring to. It's more that there's there's inbound connections that are sitting in your My Network um, list and so there's all these connection requests. And, and all you can really see is the photo, the person's name, um, you know, their headline of you know, managing director of XYZ company, mm-hmm. um, and who you have in common. That's pretty much mm. all that's sitting there. That's all you've got to go on most of the time because, as we talked about last week, so many people don't personalise it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk to assuming that people are not personalising it, which is the majority of the inbound connections. So, what we can do with that with a bit of a ninja hack tactic?
1: Ooh, ooh, oh, I like these.
0: We're listening. We're listening. I don't know what else to call
3: it.
1: Thing. I, I, it's good enough for me. You've got me, Gillian.
0: I like <laughs> ninja hack tactic. I think you're onto something. Give it to All me. All
3: right. So, basically,
0: you you look at that,
3: and this is different from the desktop to the phone, right? And I'll mm-hmm. go. I'll go over both. So basically you think you've got two um, options, you've got the ignore which is on desktop or a cross on the mobile or you've got the accept which is a tick funnily enough, Um, (laughs) somebody thought thought that through deeply which was very helpful. Um, But it's actually via the desktop, it's not your only option. So if you click on, on the right-hand side when you're in the My Network, yeah. if you look at the right-hand side, it will say something like see all... And mine's sitting at 86 right now, so it's, it's, it's 86 pending invites. Okay, so as long as you've got one, you mm-hmm. can click through to this. Okay? So you click, you click through on that, and then you can manage invitations. Mm-hmm. And the magic that appears on that page is that there's a a new little option for you that says message. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So now you can actually message that person and, um, you know, to quote Ghostbusters here, Ghostbusters, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Or Ghostbusters,
0: what do you want? Uh, Now, I wouldn't be that rude. I don't (laughs) know. I like that approach. I'm not going to lie to you. That appeals to, as Paul would say, my lack of empathy. (laughs) <laughs> I said nothing. Like, so you'll actually reply that with Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yeah, correct. You rang? <laughs> <laughs> or, or we can go with Adam's family, you rang?
3: Yes, okay, I like this, the, the
0: old <laughs> friends. <laughs>
3: so it's an opportunity for you to actually message that person because you don't have enough information to make uh-huh. a decision. So you kind of say, you know, thanks for you know connecting or reaching out but I'm not sure what your intentions were. Did you see some content of mine? You know, what would you like? And the really awesome part is there's a message to them that says that you've accepted their request. So even if you you haven't... Oh, wow. So it lies them. Yeah, they think you have. So the ones that want to, you know, send you inappropriate photos or ask you to go into Bitcoin or multi-level marketing or whatever a
0: weird thing may be.
3: pre um, I want to go back to
0: bro. the inappropriate <laughs> photos. Obviously, I'm not connecting <laughs> with the right people here anymore.
3: Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't seen one myself. Um, not that I'm putting that out there and asking for one by the way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah let's be clear, neither am
3: I, Paul. By the way. Yeah, so Paul, you need to stop doing them.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, so it, it happens. I've I've heard it happens. So but what what does happen is because they think you've accepted, the people that wanna send you a um sales thing straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see what their intentions are before you even um, accepted the connection request.
0: That's quite interesting. So LinkedIn is actually mm-hmm. giving you the power because while you are meant to technically connect to people that you know, which yes. we know is not the case because we're building mm-hmm. our network yes. and trying to find yes. you know more people to work with, mm-hmm. it is giving us that extra step to say, well, let's get a little bit more proactive with people who want to connect with us. And, and one of the things that I learned from working with you, Gillian, is if the person's not in Sydney for a start, mm-hmm. odds are I'm ignoring their request. If it's outside of Sydney, there's a good chance I might look a little bit more into who they are and what they're doing. And then there's a 75% chance I'm going to ignore their request. But that was more on the numbers that you gave us to say that LinkedIn is only showing, you know, X percentage of your followers and your connections, your content. So if you're selling to people in America, you know, if you've got... 200, 300 connections in America and the UK and Asia or wherever it is, you could be potentially getting your content out to the wrong market anyway.
3: Well, it depends. I mean, a lot of people use LinkedIn for all sorts of global products and services. Yeah. So if that's the case, then, you know, it's kind of taking it on a case-by-case basis. But, you know, even some people, when you send them a message, they don't respond. Mm. So it's kind of like, well, why did you connect Mm. with me if you're not going to have any sort of engagement with me at all? Actually, that's a
0: good point. Could we continue this conversation next week? Because there are people that I've connected with on LinkedIn. But Mm. upon further investigation, it appears that they're not even active on there. And then right. I'm going, why bother? So could we have that? Because that's just from my layman's term to say, are they or aren't they active? I'm just assuming because they're ignoring me. They're not my husband and they're probably not active. But, <laughs> yeah. but I could be wrong, right?
1: Are <laughs> you saying be- your husband's not like active on LinkedIn?
0: Uh, no, he just ignores me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the husband and the kid their ears don't work <laughs> um, but how do I know and, and if we can continue this conversation next week how do I know if I'm making a worthwhile connection with somebody who's actually engaged on LinkedIn and who's busy on LinkedIn versus people who are not engaged and they just ignore all messages yep sure can that? beautiful Gillian once thank again thank on. you so much I've learned something today now I know that I can actually go back to these requests and just find out what they want and they're going to work under the blind assumption that I'm connecting with them anyway
1: and what was that new phrase we've come up with this week, uh, Gillian? The, uh, the ninja um, hack tactics. Yes, the ninja
0: hack tactics. Ooh, ninja hack tactic. Hashtag okay. ninja hack tactics. <laughs> Is that what we call okay. it? That's,
1: uh, that's a new one for you, Gillian. Get a patent attorney on Twitch away. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and if I nothing else, put a lie hashtag lie. in front of it because that just means you own it, right? <laughs> Trending tomorrow. Hashtag ninja, LinkedIn ninja tactics. Down okay, Under. Down Under, yes. <laughs> Down Under. Gillian, <laughs> thanks incredible. so much. We'll be chatting to you next week again. Fantastic. Okey-dokey.
1: Thank you, Gillian. You're listening to a Power Up show with Mira and Paul. All
0: rainy Thursday after, oh, evening, should I say. And, Paul, the next guest we have on the phone today.
1: We do indeed. Um, this evening we're going to be talking to Sean Melbourne from Source Legal and uh, really just to give a bit of an introduction, this is first of a two-part series. So um, there's been some uh, high-profile um, people in the press recently that have uh, got themselves into a bit of trouble around um, underpayments on uh, on staff salaries. And, uh, and this is obviously a problem well worth avoiding, but uh, the fact that we've got some people caught in this is, uh, is, is not, a, not a good thing for them. Um, and uh, so this week, uh, Sean, we're going to talk to Sean about uh, some of the uh, the legal and HR implications of that. And, uh, Sean, welcome to Alive 90.5. Hey, Paul and Mayo.
2: How are Hello, you? Good. How are you, good. Sean? Good, thank
1: you. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for joining us this evening, Sean. And um, so I guess probably just in starting this, obviously, as um, we basically already said, there's been a few high-profile cases recently. Um, so do you want to give a flavour, first of all, in terms of uh, what might cause a business to underpay their staff?
2: Yeah, well in Australia we've got about 120 modern awards and they apply in all different industries so there's like hospitality and retail mining um, all across the board and they set out the minimum terms and conditions of employment so they have the minimum pay rates and things like allowances and penalty rates that you have to comply with and they apply to any business who operates in the industry the award applies to so if an employer for some reason doesn't um, pay in accordance with the award, then they're in breach, and there's there's quite a lot of consequences that can flow from that.
1: And um, those, those you might, consequences might have the
2: Fair Work Ombudsman mm. knocking on your door,
1: mm. obviously, something to be avoided. And, and what what sort of what sort of the main consequences that uh, that, that you've uh, heard or seen?
2: Well, there's a few things. I mean, if you've been underpaying your employees, you could be ordered to pay back pay for up mm. to six years. So, and that can be quite significant if someone's been underpaid for quite a while, mm-hmm. and you can also be fined. So, the commission can um, penalise you, and there's been some pretty big fines handed out recently mm-hmm. um, to people like our master chef um,
3: <laughs> George Lambrakis. Yeah, he
2: got quite a large fine, and Seven uh, Eleven, and some pretty big high profile ones because they're trying to make examples of employers to make sure people are paid properly Um, so and there's also just the reputational issue for your business because it's a sort of something that's really looked down on now if if a business isn't complying with the awards
0: sean uh we do have a a text line zero four eight i've just got a message through on the line now to say i forgot to put through my increase in the first of july to my staff what can i do to fix this problem and this is from amber
2: oh, that's a really good question. So, and and that's not uncommon, I've got to say, because that, that's the other thing about awards is that they the Fair Work Commission increases the, the minimum rates in awards every 1 July. Mm-hmm. So they go up by about 2 to 3% each year. So businesses have to make sure they keep up with that. Um, and so if you haven't, if you just realise now, like sounds like Amber might have, that I forgot to do that increase, then mm-hmm. it's just a matter of back-paying your employees. So just work out the top-up amount that they should have got from 1 July, and you can just make a special payment to them of that amount. Is is
0: there a fine, because you were talking a little bit earlier about paying fines and back pay of up to six years, if it's, where are we now, we're at the end of August, so it's just a two months, oops, I forgot, is there any fine, or we just, I don't know, make it better?
2: Yeah, it'll only only be a fine if it gets reported to the Fair Work Commission, and Mm. they investigate. Mm. If someone's self-corrected and they've gone back and re- top, they've realised they've made a mistake and they've gone back and topped it up and it's only a month or two, that's a pretty low end. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: it might not even, even if it went to the commission, you might not get a fine for something like that. Fair enough. It's Is it, more the sort of long-term, sort of more serious breaches that tend to attract the okay. big fines.
1: And does that mean there's no sort of official grace period, Sean? Is that just a case of uh, if the issue gets uh, flagged to it will, mm-hmm. but Wilberson, well, then... You know, there's more chance I guess of being a fine but there's no, no official grace period there but um, if somebody's employer's done the right thing the chances are they're in a better position to be able to uh, defend themselves if an uh, issue, issue does get raised
2: Yeah that's right it's always a good thing to self-correct if you realise you've made a mistake and and fix up fix up your employees, so you make sure that they're not worse off, not mm. worse off from it. Absolutely
0: right, yeah. Sean. Uh, I've got another text message here from Luda from Blacktown. She goes, "120 awards. How do I know now if now know if my staff are on the right award?" She,
1: we must have been talking. That was my question as well. Oh.
2: <laughs> 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 that, well, that, that also is a really good question because sometimes I even don't know what award applies. It's actually very difficult to work out what award applies exactly. Um, But a really good way you can do it is on the Fair Work Commission website, there's an award, Um, there's like a mechanism you can go through to find out which award you're covered by. Mm -hmm. And it just asks you a series of questions you can go through. And basically awards apply to particular industries, like before I mentioned the hospitality award. So if you're in the hospitality field, that award will apply to your employees. And then you've got to look at the classifications in the award and see if your employees come within those
0: classifications. I've got, a, I've got a, sorry, I've got another question here that's coming through. They're coming thick and fast yeah. evening, yeah. I? Yeah. I, I think people have just figured out that yeah. there's a problem coming up on their head, Sean.
1: We, how many hours have you got, Sean? Sorry.
0: <laughs> i got Louis in from Parramatta and he's saying, I believe I need to be paying overtime rates but I'm not sure if it's half, oh, I can't read his, what this text message says, if it's half pay or one and a half times, I don't know. What, 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 oh, yeah. what is overtime pay? Let's just maybe start there and get, get Louie started on that one. Yeah, well, that'll come
2: down to which award applies to Louis's employees mm-hmm. because each award specifies has its own provisions that relate to overtime. So usually they'll say something like if an employee works more than 38 hours per week, then they'll be entitled to overtime. Or if they do more than eight hours a day, they get 1.5 times for the first two hours and then two times thereafter. Mm-hmm. but you need to each awards different so you need to actually find which award applies to your employees and just check the award the overtime provisions in that award.
0: Okay. I've got ping from, uh, geez, this is the the most we've had this text line going, Shorts. <laughs> so we've got some questions coming thick and fast here on the text line 0480028100. I've got ping in from Blacktown too saying, one of my staff members who's casual mentioned she should be getting a leave loading. I don't know what this is.
2: Yeah, a leave loading, well, actually there's two types of loading. There's a casual loading, which applies to casual employees, which is, um all casual employees get under award get paid an extra 25% of the minimum rate and that's designed to compensate for things like annual leave and sick leave that casual employees don't get so she may be thinking of the casual leave loading but there's also sorry ca- the casual loading but there's also annual leave loading And that's an extra, some awards have an extra rate that has to be paid while someone's on annual leave. And often it's around 17.5% of their minimum rate. Mm -hmm. And they get that, it's like a special bonus they get while they're on annual leave. So they get a slightly higher rate of pay during the, the time that they're on annual leave.
0: Look, we're getting quite a few questions, and it sounds like businesses are uh, not quite compliant, and I don't suppose it's, well, I'm not going to make the assumption, but it sounds like it's more uh, a human error. They forgot to put through increases or whatever the case is, but we're going to go to a break now, clear off some sponsors and some ads, but when we come back, Sean, would you mind staying on the line can we just, so we can just talk a little bit about how we can bring our business to a compliance stage and avoid any of these issues in the future? Sure, no problem. Beautiful.
1: We'll talk to you soon. Th- soon, Thank you, Sean. You're listening to a live 90.5. This is a Power Up show with Mir and Paul. Five.
0: And we're back with Sean from Source Legal in Sydney. Sean, thank you so much for holding on the line for us. We do appreciate it. Sure,
2: no problem.
0: Sean, we have been getting... Inundated, I suppose. Paul is the best word mm. on the text line zero four eight zero zero <laughs> two eight one hundred. Don't give it out again. We don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, want more. Please stop seeing them coming because Paul and I are not your legal source. We <laughs> don't know answers when we get rid of Sean. <laughs> um, but we've gone through the questions during that break, and there's been a. Um, What's the best word to say? We've just c- kind of put them into yeah, three into questions. Themes. Yeah, yeah right. into yeah, themes yeah. because people seem to have a very common theme here. The first one is uh, th- th- a question that's coming through a lot is what is the Fair Work website and why should I know about it?
2: All oh, right. So the Fair Work we- website is FWC, so the letters for Fair Work Commission, dot gov dot au, and it's a it's got great information on it. It's got very good summaries of all the different areas of employment law, like you know how to pay leave properly, how much notice you've got to give on termination, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It's a very good resource. And you can even sign up for updates on that website. So you can choose, for instance, if you want to be notified of changes to your award, you can sign up for that on the website so you get emailed out when that happens.
1: That's a very useful tip, I think, at the end of the day, because I think uh, certainly it's one thing that uh, I- I've talked to, uh, you know, clients I've dealt with in the past, so they make sure you keep them up to date. You say it, um, it gives people updates as and when there's changes, isn't it, sure. And that's, uh, you know, I think in terms of some government websites, it's probably one of the better ones out there. <laughs>
0: Well, actually, it does address then the next question that's been coming through. And I don't know, Sean, if this is more disturbing than it should be and if it's something you see quite a bit with. Um, Mm. And the predominant question that's coming through is, (laughs) oops, I'm paraphrasing here. (laughs) Oops, I uh, missed the 1st of July and I haven't put my increases through. How do I not repeat this next year?
2: Yeah. And I've got to say that it's not uncommon um, it's, it catches a lot of businesses as off guard a little bit. Many businesses don't, don't realize that the rates go up one July each year and some just forget. Um, but we do need to make sure we're compliant because we, otherwise we can get into trouble with fair work. So one thing you can do is on the website, you can subscribe to updates. You can actually subscribe to changes in the rates. They, they announce the rates in the early early May each year to start on 1 July, so keep an eye out for it, but you should also just maybe set in your calendar that you need to review your rates as 1 July, because there is always an increase
0: at that time of the year. So you said the notification comes out in May. Is that what the rate increase is going to be, or when do you know what that rate increase is going to be?
2: Yeah, that comes out early May, so the Fair Work Commission goes through their process, and then they make a decision early May as to what the rates will be starting 1 July.
0: Okay, so you know as early May how you need to be fixing your books or, or fixing... Yeah, that's right. You get a little bit of warning.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess probably some, for some businesses that might need to budget in advance that, sometimes maybe it might be a case of, in terms of budgeting purposes, maybe they could actually look in terms of what might have been happening historically. Um, because typically, Sean, um, the last few years, it's been it's been something between 2.5% and 3.5%. And and is, that, is that roughly what it's been the last it, few years?
2: Yeah, it's around that, yeah. Actually, last year's was three and a half, and this year's was slightly less. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it goes anywhere from, say, sometimes it's as low as two percent. But there's there's been an increase each year since the fair workout came in in two thousand and nine. Yeah.
0: The third question that we've got, this was just a one-off question, but it it did intrigue me a little bit, and it's around bookkeepers, um, an outsourced bookkeeper. Uh, My bookkeeper says they know what they're doing and everything is up to date. Can I just assume that they're on top of it or should I be checking? That's from Jesse in Penrith.
2: Yeah, well as an employer it's your obligation to satisfy yourself that you're paying your employees correctly and relying on a bookkeeper won't necessarily be enough. So what I recommend in this situation is that if you're a director of of a business, conduct some spot checks, like you might choose, say, depending on the size of your business, you might choose five employees and just check how they're being paid, check their pay slips and mm-hmm. make sure they are being paid per the award, because that's a good way of picking up if there are, if there are any issues. And then that also shows, if you do get into trouble, that also shows that you've taken solid steps to, tr- to make sure that you're satisfied that you're paying your employees correctly.
0: Is there an argument to <laughs> is there an argument to be had for ignorance or just didn't know any better or incompetence? Yeah.
2: That that argument's worn very thin in the Fair Work Commission mm. now.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just yeah, checking.
2: They... <laughs> Sorry, oops, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like that would be my defence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
2: well it's been lots of people have tried using that as a defence, but mm. they don't it's really a, a positive obligation on employers now and on the directors of a company to make sure they're paying people correctly. And, yeah, I mean, if it, it might get taken into account in terms of the penalty, like it might mitigate the amount of a penalty that might be levied if, it show, if you can show that you've, you know, made sure you've relied on good advice. But... It's not going to get you out of it. Mm. So, you've got to really take your own constructive steps to satisfy yourself. Mm. You know, one thing you can do is you can get like a pay audit done. So, you can, there's like HR consultants or lawyers do this as well. They'll actually go in and audit your, um, your, how you, you're paying your employees and they'll certify to you that it's being done correctly. And that's a pretty good thing to have.
0: As a as a backup, if you ever get so, in so with their Work For this. someone, um, I think it was uh, was it Luda from Blacktown. I think she was the one who texted. She doesn't know which award. With all those awards, she's not actually sure which award she should be on. Uh, in that case, it would be a good idea for her to get hold of either an HR consultant or a lawyer to go through that with her and identify the right award she should be on.
2: I think so you can you can either do that or contact the Fair Work Commission, but like the Fair Work Commission will help you determine which award you're on.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so but if there's any um, sometimes the Fair Work Commission says there's uncertainty and you should see a lawyer, so you could probably try the Fair Work Commission first, and they'll give you good guidance, but gotcha. it may be that end up needing to see an h r consultant or a lawyer to be sure.
0: Now, how else? What other steps can organisations and business do to become compliant so that this does not become an issue? Because we've seen with the George Columbaris case, we've seen with Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. I think even Chai Time was head up. Um, whether it was the franchise owner, or whether were, yeah correct, <laughs> whether it's the franchise owner or whether it was at store level. Uh, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're not paying your staff well enough or you're not paying your staff properly as per the reward, you are going to hit yourself up not only for penalties, but the brand, mm-hmm. the reputational risk is quite high, which is something you have discussed already. Yeah. So what kind of things can we put, be putting in place other than checking with Fair Work Australia, um, other than making sure you've got your finger on the pulse within the organisation? Mm-hmm. What other things can we do to be more compliant? Yeah, well,
2: one thing i alluded to before is doing spot checks. So, Mm-hmm. Do regular, either six monthly or 12 monthly, depending on the size of your business. Do regular checks where you actually go in and check your employees, even get an outside consultant to do it for you, and have that in writing recorded somewhere that you've done that. So it shows that you've been proactive. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you can do is get good payroll software. So payroll software can, often they'll they'll alert you when award changes come through if you've got a good one Mm -hmm. they won't they won't certify your compliance like a lawyer can do but they'll they're pretty clued in they know how to work the award, so they'll they'll help you make sure you get set up in your award and you're paying your employees really well and and there's some really good um software out there now that that is really high-tech and easy to use as well. And and that takes
0: off one of the other, the the questions that were coming through, the multiple concerns that were coming through, which was, oops, I forgot. So a good payroll software system is going to mitigate that risk because they're going to notify you that something's up.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, they'll they'll set you up per the award. So they'll actually set up your payroll so it works how the award works. And then also when there's changes that come through, like pay rate increases, they help implement those changes as well. Yes, indeed.
1: And I think uh, probably that segues quite nicely into uh, part two of uh, this series. Next week, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, to, to Matthew Horton from Found You, who uh, basically can give us some more insight in terms of some of the, uh, the software that's out there that uh, can can help businesses and um, make sure that they uh, they, they re- automate the process. Essentially, Sean, isn't it really in terms of it's, uh, it's taking some of the manual work uh, about checking out out of that process? Yeah,
2: they do. Yeah.
0: Sean, thank you so much for coming on the line. Um, As I've said, the SMS line, which is normally quite quiet... (laughs) (laughs) And it's still going, so stop sending messages. Paul and I cannot help you any more than that. We've got to say goodbye to Sean. He has to go home now. (laughs) So uh, I do want to thank you. It has been of great value. I've learned something, um, and this is one part of of the finance world where, when I say finance, the payroll world, where I just don't want to be involved anyway. It's
1: much like insurance for you, isn't it? (laughs) Correct,
0: but it is. It's such a high-risk area of your business, and it's such a small little fix and it's surprising mm. that companies get into this kind of trouble.
2: Yes, a yeah, big trouble. It, it is, and it's becoming more and more intense as well, so, but it can be fixed very easily. So. yeah, So it's a bit yeah. under the
1: radar. Thank you very much, Sean, for joining us this evening. Right, really guys, to see We really appreciate that. Thanks, you. Sean. Thank you. You're listening to The Pair Up Show with Mira and Paul on a live 90.5.